0: our life story in video games in this 99th episode
1: all right okay welcome podcast partner sean hey hello podcast partner paul So here we are, recording this podcast, right after I pass my first college class back to college. I'm very happy about this. You passed the class. This is the first uh, day off in a couple of months that I haven't had the stress of school, which normally, like, it's not like school bothers me that much, but this class was stressful because every aspect of it was just like, figure this thing out that you don't know anything about. Uh, a lot of group work project uh, is like one big project but like steps to the project and stuff like that yeah my next class is going to be c++ programming and that sounds much simpler to oh me, yeah so but anyways i'm uh, i'm glad to be done with the class i passed it well which is also nice you got a well. Was your grade? Yeah, Paul, well. gets, Paul gets a well in this class. It's not even like a big happy face. You know, it's just like a, a you know one of those faces, with like the flat mouth. You know, like, hmm, everything's fine. It's reasonable. Okay, I'm not. I'm not upset at your performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got a. I got a 95 percent in the class. Yeah, I felt pretty good about it. Um, and it, this class, I was very stressed out early on because I didn't feel like we were delivering well on our project. Mm-hmm. And the first big grade that we had, I was like, "Oh man, we're gonna get an awful grade. I'm you know, am I even gonna be able to pass this class?" And then we only missed a few points for missing like one thing. So it's like just total grading rubric have all the components and like is very much like just learning how to have all those components. And one
0: thing I've learned is that it's sometimes hard to evaluate how well you're doing compared to how high the expectations are sometimes or just how high everyone else in the class is doing. I remember a class in college where I, during the final I felt like I was doing so poorly that I sat there and I was like emotionally coming to terms with the fact that I'm going to fail this class and I'm going to have to take it again. And I was just telling myself, that's okay. It's just the way it is. It'll be all right. I'm going to fail. No big deal. And then I ended up getting like in the top third of the class class. on uh, mm-hmm. uh, scores on the final, which was like a 33%, to be fair. But it's just a like, given how difficult the test was and how hard a time everyone else was having with it, that uh, 33% ended up being not too bad a score.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's rough. Mm, done. Good. It's Done. And all right, well, congratulations. As a reward myself, I we're said... We're going to talk about talk... something
0: stupid. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're going to talk about video games. Yeah! Right, so we're going to talk about video games, but I haven't been playing video games. I don't even know what to talk about. So we're using the the trusty fallback of finding a top list of some quantity to go through and talk about. So we're going to talk about the top 50 video games of all time, as uh, stated by Business Insider... I think this list, uh, looking at the website, it looks like it's from 2017. So it's a few years old, so this won't contain super recent games. You know,
0: when I go think about video game coverage, I really think of Business Insider as my first go to. Yeah. You know? It's obviously the best one. Yeah. I mean, who cares about, like, what is it, IGN or Games Radar or all those anyone's? Like,
1: who cares about that? I want to know what Business Insider thinks. It's all about the money, baby. Um, <laughs> so when yeah. we were looking at lists, like I, the first list I found was actually an IGN top 100 list. And I said, nope, hundreds too yeah, many. <laughs> yeah. Too many. And we could have just cut down to 50 on that list. Uh, but then I searched top 50, and this was the top one that popped up. And I looked at it, and their criteria is it's a a composite of review scores, which I think will give a decent list to talk about, but that's also a faulty way to make a list, uh, because there is easy repetition, Yeah, like certain kinds of games just always score well, but one of the things that made me say, okay, this list will probably be okay, other than just the eyeball test if I scroll through it, and I think that there will be decent enough conversation, is that when there were multiple entries for different versions of games, they chose the the top representation. Oh, great. So cool. That way you don't just end up with, like, you know, 10 Madden games because Madden's always a, a highly rated game. So. Excellent. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. Without yeah, I don't further... want to
0: talk about 10 Madden games in the top 50 list. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Top 50 Madden games of all time. Uh, <laughs> Xbox version, PS version. Oh, um, all right, I give up. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> uh, sh- shall we get started?
0: Yeah, let's get into it, because it, I like it because the very first game on the list is one I have something to talk about, so Perfect. that's exciting.
1: Yeah, and as we go through this, if there's any games that neither of us have anything to say about, we'll just kind of move on. Uh, anybody who's listened to us for a while, we did a, a top list of um image comic titles vertigo vertigo there we go yeah okay so we should do image that's what I was I was like because I was like well we did image who would we do I was like I whatever we're gonna do video games so we'll do image thinking, next yeah because I think image it, vertigo is a good one that was fun but anyway so with the vertigo list if there were ones that we didn't know anything about we would just kind of be like eh just based on like you know seeing this I might check it out but yeah you know, we didn't waste time talking about it. So first one on this list Call of Duty Modern Warfare two. I played this a lot. This is the
0: first game that I really got into online multiplayer gaming. Uh-huh. And one of the things that helped is I met a friend on the internet. <laughs> as it seems like half my friends now are from the internet. But this is somebody from the Valiant old Valiant Fans Message Board, which was from the days when message boards were the height of communicating on the internet before Facebook and Twitter. And he had a group of guys that he always played call of duty with. And so he invited me to join them. And so we had this solid group of eight to 10 guys. And on Friday night, we would all play call of duty together. And it was so much fun because this group was really good at communicating in good ways like, because we would all have headsets on, and we would usually set it up so we were all a team versus another team of random people. Mm-hmm. And we were really good at communicating, like, hey, watch out over here. There's, I see a couple guys over here. Like, hey, go over there. I'll, I'll cover you here. And like that sort of gameplay, which was just a ton of fun. And I had so much fun with this game, and this is the one that really got me into playing Call of Duty a lot for, for quite a while until, well, I guess until I got bored of it. And I, I kind of fell out of playing with that group of guys, And because um, the, the guy in the group I knew just wasn't playing as much, and so I ended up just not playing <laughs> as much with them. And uh, But man, for a while, this was just such a blast for me.
1: Yeah, that's you know that's the greatest explanation you can have for a game like this. I I don't have anything to say about the Call of Duty games. I've never gotten into these style of games, but exactly what you just said is what would have gotten me to play this type of game. I don't like playing against random people. I don't like the like free for all type of style of games because I just I get my butt kicked. You know, it's like I'm not good enough. And but these types of games when you're playing with a group. Of people that you're able to communicate with especially that you know they're all putting that effort in that's that to me is what makes these games stand out as as fun um but i haven't had that experience with call of duty Mm -hmm. there is another game on the list that'll be able to illustrate like my closest you know version of that uh so I'll, i'll talk about that when we hit that game but um sounds good yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm always curious with these games like what ones would be good single player. And my experience with trying them oftentimes is that they're they're the gameplay is too stiff for me. It's like too realistic. Like I'm not a good enough shot to, you know, have to have it be that realistic. I need it to be a little more fanciful, but Got it. Moving on. Okay, so forty nine. I get so I get the odd ones, you get the even
0: ones? Is that a that good looks way to like remember? how it's going. All right, I'm the more odd one of us. Final Fantasy Nine.
1: Yeah, what do you have to say about this one?
0: I have n- never played a Final Fantasy game.
1: Really? Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever played this one. I've played across quite. I, I've played quite a few Final Fantasy games. Uh, I'm sure one of the ones I've played more. Hopefully, will be higher up on this list because I've never played this one. I don't think. So I'll talk a little bit more about Final Fantasy as a whole when we hit another one, I think. But uh, yeah, this one I got—I don't have anything to say about. Okay. Fast one, 48. Bioshock Infinite, have you played this? I
0: have a gameplay through on my Xbox right now where I'm maybe
1: two-thirds of the way through or so. I love the Bioshock series. And I when Bioshock Infinite came out, I was so excited for it to come out because I had played 1 and 2. This is straddling when we moved from California to Maine. In California, I had gotten 1 and 2 used because Infinite... I had read about Infinite in like a video game magazine. It's like, oh, cool, let me check out the, uh, the first two. And they were like dirt cheap used at that time. I got them, played them on my PS3, and loved them. And we moved to Maine. We had our son... My PS3 died and this was right before BioShock Infinite came out. And I was like I'm I'm not going to fix my PS3 or get it replaced right now. It's like I have a new baby. I don't really have that much time for this. So, I just tossed aside video games for a few years. When I got a PS4, eventually they released the BioShock collection that had all three games. And I did the thing that I know better than to do, and I bought it when it was brand new and then let ah. it sit there for a year before <laughs> I played it. So I could have got it for like 20 bucks if I would have just waited. Uh-huh. Um, but playing through them again, like I and I didn't even start with Infinite. I started with 1 and 2 because I didn't want to like jump to the newest one and then not enjoy going back. And one of the things that really struck me with the Bioshock series as a whole is that even playing Bioshock 1 compared to 2, where 2, you get a dual-wield weapons. There, there's other things that just make the the game play more challenging and functional and fun. 1 was still awesome to play. Like, they're just so such good games that even with more limited controls, like, it's still fun to play. But when I got to Infinite, man, it just knocked my socks off. The use of music in this game struck me greatly. The visuals were awesome. A friend who you know too, Rob, Rob Krieger... Yeah, uh, he played through these games. I actually did a podcast with him about uh, the first two, and then we never did the third one, and then I never edited the first two to publish either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just fun to talk to Rob. I guess he—I I texted him because we talked about them. And I said, "Did you ever play that?" And he said he did, and he didn't like it as much as the other ones, and the story kind of lost him at the end. Um, and I, I can see that; like, the story got convoluted and. To me, it just didn't matter. Just like the whole feel of the game was amazing, and the music was a big part of that, but I absolutely loved it.
0: I'm These games never quite resonated with me. I've tried playing the first Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, and I always kind of enjoy them, but just enjoy them in the sense of this is taking up some time, and it's something to do, and it's a pleasant activity, but I'm never
1: really into them like it sounds you are, like you are. Yeah, this is like, I think the... Like, you were just talking about how much you loved Call of Duty, and that's never resonated the same way with me that I see it resonate with other people. This Uh is, the like, if those games are in a similar realm of first-person shooter, and then there's other elements around that, like, this is what resonates with me with a first-person shooter. Not multiplayer. um, You know, it's... uh, more fun less realistic i think that that's kind of yeah where i fall gotcha
0: okay let's move on to 47
1: world of goo which i have nothing to say about i've never played this but the it looks interesting it was uh it's like looking at the games it was on it basically looks like it's a nintendo and nintendo and pc slash other os games so it's Like, when a console game, like, is only on the Nintendo and other stuff, like, that says a little bit about what type of game it is, Mm -hmm. physics-based puzzle construction game, it looks fun. Like, I might actually keep my eyes out for, like, a a digital sale on this, but that's all I got to say about it. Moving on. Yeah. All right. 46 is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Have you ever... Well, I guess you probably never played this because Metal Gear is PlayStation, right?
0: Yeah, so the Metal Gear games are just a huge hole in my game
1: playing. I've never played any of them. So I'm going to... I haven't played Five properly. Actually, I own it. Uh, I bought it digitally on a sale. I play, Metal Gear Solid was the first Metal Gear game I ever played, and it goes back before Solid to just Metal Gear... You know, and that was the, the title of the game. I think there were a couple before Solid was the one that came out on PlayStation. Solid, like, hit me at the right time, in the right way. I loved that game to death. Absolutely loved it. Metal Gear Solid 2 hit that, like, that gap of time where video games mattered like nothing to me. Uh, where I was a little bit out of high school and getting more involved in having a social life. And... I actually did own it at one time and hardly played it. Like, I never played through all of Metal Gear Solid 2. Hmm. And, no, actually, I take that back. Two I played through. Three was the one that kind of hit that gap where I just, like, I wasn't, it never really connected with me. And then four was, I I just could never really get into it at the time. And then five, it's like, so just, I love Metal Gear Solid so much. And I have not solidly played a game since the first two. So, but this is one that I do want to. You know, I, keep, I have a bunch of games in this list where it's like there are games that I I want to give their proper due and play them and just haven't mm-hmm. done it yet.
0: <clears throat> okay. Um,
1: but yeah, Metal Gear Solid One I love so much. Uh, I really wish that like you know that there's been a trend lately of them um, remastering games or yeah. remaking games. Um, I played the remake for Resident Evil two, and I never played Resident Evil before, but like it, I loved it. And by them remaking it to where it was all updated, it did what. Like I don't really want to go back and play an old game that plays all clunky now, you know. Even if it's if it um, was a game that I really liked, because I just don't, I don't have the time to waste on stuff. I really wish they would do a remake of Metal Gear Solid One because I just I loved that game so much. Okay, all
0: right. Next up is Portal Two, which is kind of weird, I because I've never played this one, but I played the first Portal and had such a fun time with it.
1: They're both so good. I love these games. They had, uh, on PS3, they had the orange box that was Portal, Portal 2, and Half-Life. Half-Life. Yeah. That's when I played them, and I loved these games, and I wish there was a way for me to play them now, but they're not on PlayStation. Like, I mm. loved these games enough that I would look into figuring out if there's another way that I could play them or not.
0: Yeah, I never got Portal 2. I don't know why, but the first Portal was just one of the more fun games I've ever played, I feel like. Just learning how it all worked, just in the structure of the game, how it it teaches you all these tricks, and then just kind of things go hog wild, and you have to learn to use all of the tricks and mechanisms that they just taught you in new and interesting ways to get through the game. And it's also just matched with this really weird... (laughs) setting and the whole weird premise that yeah it was a great game
1: i I can't i know that there's a name for the ai that is like you know essentially the it was like wasn't it like gladys or something yeah something like um that is what made the game like the gameplay was great and very well designed but the, the character of the ai is what made the game and portal it's been a long time since i've played it like portal 2 kind of expands on on this story a little bit, but, um, like, I just remember that they were both fantastic and they, you know, the gameplay is great. The, you know, the physics based quirkiness, um, but that just that character is just so good. <laughs> and the game, the song that plays at the end of the game is great. I remember yeah. that too. Yeah. I'm going to have to like watch some YouTube videos on this. Uh, I, yeah, those were awesome, awesome games. It, it's kind of funny. Like we've talked about this before, but it's like, there's kind of like, a. Uh, Phases in your life where things connect in different ways, and Portal, Portal Two, Bioshock, like those games, that these all fall into the the time of um, I moved out of of my parents' house and was living with my wife and roommates uh, that changed, you know, depending on the situation. Um, Between that time and when when we moved to Maine, it's like I was you know fully an adult on my own, not living at home. But I hadn't shifted into like the next stage of life of having a kid and, you know, responsibilities starting to bear down on me, uh, and you know, like pressure from work and stuff like that. Um, it was just like this perfect little zone of I could do whatever the hell I want, and mm, that was um, a great time. Yeah, it was a great time. And like I'm thinking back of all these different games that I got to play, where it's like I I had enough income to like buy buy games and try them and. Um, that's also when I developed the bad habit of like, oh, buy two, get one free on used game cell. Yes. Oh, (laughs) Uh (laughs) and then stocking up on games that I would never play. (laughs) Anyhow. Um,
0: all right. So 44,
1: 44 is Persona five Royal. Seems like it should be Royale. I don't know. Um, have you ever played this? Nope. I've I've never never heard of it. I've never played this. Um, but I keep on seeing it mostly on, um, like PlayStation Network sales and stuff like that, and like the just the the cover art looks interesting enough. But it's like you know very manga ish. So yeah, but like this being on this list intrigues me a little bit. So I might, uh, I might poke around a little bit more, try to figure out what this game is. It says it's a. Uh, an RPG experience. So that could be bad or yeah, not bad. it could be good or it could be tedious. Who knows? Our RPGs. Can go yeah. Away. Sounds like it's like a Japanese RPG
0: of some kind. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Number 43 is Madden NFL
1: 2003. The first of 42 entries he, from the Madden series. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I haven't played any Madden games ever and I'm not interested. So, You take it away.
1: There's always those questions like, if you could only ever play one game again, what would it be? And Madden is the, if you just compile all the series and everything, like, that's definitely the game I've played the most in my life. And I think that that if I had to choose one thing, it would be Madden, because I know I can always, always play Madden. Like, it's never going to get old. And it's changed over time. So, like, this is giving a specific entry, but I've played Madden from the first game to now. Uh, I, I haven't, like, some people get it every year when it's brand new, like, I've never been one to do that. I, I hate paying full price for a game, but Madden is an example, too, where I, I can see where games have changed over the years, and I, there's now a different value for me in getting a Madden game brand new rather than waiting until it's older, but there's also a balance with that value and the time it takes, like, one thing I've had to do with myself with Madden is actually get rid of the, the newest version of Madden when I have it before yeah you know, like before it runs out of content for me because when I have it, I typically only play it. It stops me from playing anything else because I like playing Madden Ultimate team where you you basically it's like mixing like magic with Madden like you get cards of players you're trying to get better cards to get better players, but then those players make your team and you play your team to either play challenges uh or against people. To earn coins and rewards and stuff like that to improve your team more. So it's, it's like the perfect balance of everything I like. I like playing a football game. But if you're just playing a game literally just to play it, then it can, you know, get older. But it's balancing that with a collecting aspect. With that um, improving your collection aspect. Uh, with, you know, playing against challenges instead of just playing straight up games all the time. Like, there's just a lot of aspects that I really like. But yeah, so anyways, I've loved Madden for a long time. Um, the one thing I have, haven't have been able to do a ton, you talked about this with Call of Duty, but playing Madden one-on-one against somebody you know, tons of fun.
0: Oh, I bet that is fun.
1: Against people you don't know, sucks. No fun. Like, I don't enjoy that. Other people do, I don't enjoy that. So, like, that's where, with what video games have turned into, with Madden, what would Madden has turned into... Most people's primary focus with it is, you know, being competitive online. Not my thing. Yeah. Okay. And that's enough. Yes. All right. Next. (laughs) Number 42 is The Last of Us. Uh, Have you played this? Is this available on Xbox?
0: No, it's not. It's only a PlayStation game. Okay. So it's one that I've heard of, and I've heard it's really good, but I have never played.
1: I've played the beginning of the game twice. It's good. I would like to play it more but both times I got to a certain point and the difficulty level got enough that I just kind of got tired of playing with it. It sounds depressing to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty harsh... Like, it's the harshest intro to a video game story I have ever seen because it's... Like, although, of course, like, what's going on is unrealistic, this, like, zombie apocalypse type of scenario, like, the realism of what makes the beginning of the game so sad is very real. Mm. Uh, and... Okay so like the main character's daughter gets killed at the beginning of the game basically and then it jumps to way in the future at the beginning of the game the story is when everything starts going crazy like people start turning into zombies essentially uh and it's a pretty crazy intense beginning it's really well done at the end of the beginning intro his daughter gets killed and then you jump into the future where they're living in this decimated world and he's a much older man and then the story is he essentially gets tasked with helping deliver this other little girl that's like basically the age of his daughter when she died, which is like young teenager, delivering her to the people that can figure out why she's immune to this disease so they can try to figure out how to cure it or stop it. I, I have played through a part of the game a couple of times and... I want to play through the whole game. I've heard amazing things about it, and I've played enough to know that it is really good, but I also, like, there's a certain level of focus for this type of game, because it is, like, survival horror type of game, and even playing it on the easy mode, like, you still have to play with a survival mindset, like, you know, cons- conserving, and, you know, some of the spots to get through are tough to get through. So, yeah, anyways, good game. Uh, you know, you should get a PlayStation and play it. I'm not going to do that,
0: but okay. <laughs> uh, also, one thing I'm noticing, just time-wise, my guess is we're only going to get through the first 25 of these, so this may be our first
1: two-parter. All right, that sounds good to me. Yeah,
0: I'm just I, I'm uh, looking at our time and seeing that we're on track for this being an over two-hour episode at our current pace.
1: Yeah, so. that's fine. We could we could try to accelerate too, um, or we could just take twenty five and then. I yeah. say
0: let's let's talk about the games as as we like and
1: uh, no more talking. This podcast isn't for talking. We're here to read a list and move on. Wow, <laughs> that right. sounds like no, good. that sounds good. We'll do the first twenty five on this episode and the second twenty five on the next episode. Cool.
0: All right, so forty one is uh, finally a Legend of Zelda game. The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. Have you played this one? I have not, but it's on my list to play.
1: Yeah, I I really hope that they uh, re-release this one for the Switch so I could play it, because I don't think I've ever played any of Majora's Mask, and I've played most of the Zelda games. I, I got a couple of holes, but um, this is one I would definitely like to play.
0: Yeah, so I have a disc that goes with my GameCube that is uh, Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition, and it has... Zelda 1 and 2 from the NES yeah, and then it has um, why can't I remember the name of it? Ocarina of Time? Yeah, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And I'm currently playing Ocarina of Time and I'm maybe a third of the way through it or half the way through it and I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, Uh, I have it set up on my TV that's in the garage, which is kind of like in my little hobby zone. So I don't always have time to just go hang out in the garage and, and play video games, but that's where it's set up in my kind of like my s- slightly man cave area of the house. It's more of not man cave, man, man quadrant <laughs> of the garage is what it is. Uh, and I've been slowly just working my way through Ocarina of Time, and I'm going to jump right into Majora's Mask after that. But I'm having such a good time with Majora's Mask, and my understanding is that both of these are kind of though very different Zelda games, of the same period. So I'm expecting the same, similar kind of tone to it.
1: Yeah, they're both uh, Nintendo 64-era Zelda games, I believe. I don't know if I've played all of Ocarina of Time, but I know I've at least played Ocarina of Time. I know I've seen a little bit of Majora's Mask, but yeah, I just I kind of missed on both of these. Nintendo 64 wasn't really my, my era. Yeah, it wasn't
0: mined either, yeah.
1: I, I had the same game you're talking about for the the um the gamecube when we got a Wii like i I got games like that' because it would play Gamecube games mm-hmm. and I don't know why I never really played fully through these. I think part of the reason why is they were also doing like a lot of good games for the 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 ds. And the DS was... Like, I played a lot of games on the DS that I probably never would have played otherwise because you could just close it and then open it back up and keep playing and close it, you know? So it's like you could play in moments, like, on break at work or play for a while and then, like... You know, because back then it was harder to save a game than it is now. Now it's like every game either has an auto-save, so you could just, like, turn it off and maybe lose, like, a tiny bit of gameplay or Uh you just pause and save. Like, it's that easy. And it used to be a lot more complicated to save games. Yeah, so these... I really am hoping that... They either release some kind of like they just released um, towards the end of last year the the Mario 3D All Stars collection that has Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. So I'm hoping that they like they keep on doing stuff like that, and they, there's just so many great games that people would definitely pay money for that you know even if it's just a straight port. and I'm hoping they do that with some of these Zelda games. Yeah, they do have a uh, Skyward Sword coming out soon, which I believe was the Wii. Zelda game. Um and that's another one that I never actually got around to playing. Yeah, I haven't played any past Wind Waker. Yeah. So Wind yeah. Waker was good. Maybe they'll start releasing all the stuff you'll only need to pick up a Switch. Yeah, well, speaking of Zelda, let's move on to number forty. Alright, this this is my favorite Zelda game. And part of it was like, you know, you can compare it to newer games, and the newer games obviously would offer more, but it was the experience of playing this was also the perfect Timing and experience. A Legend of Zelda, the uh, Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past. It's a Super yes. Nintendo version. Uh, or you know, um, yeah, I yeah f- favorite Zelda game. I played this game inside and out. That was like the that was like my age as a kid, the Super Nintendo age, um, and this was my favorite game on the Super Nintendo.
0: I missed this one because I never had a Super Nintendo, and Super Nintendo when I was getting uh. It was like I was getting into like middle school, high school type time. So video games were a little less important. Mm. And for some reason, that collector's disc I mentioned, this is the one that's missing in the sequence of like the first five Zelda games. It has one, two, four, and five, but not this one for some... I have no idea why, but I am interested in playing this one because I always hear that this is one of the best Zelda games.
1: Yeah, and this one, if you do get a Switch, you can... um... One of the cool things about a Switch is you pay like oh gosh it's like 20 or 25 bucks for a year for the like the Nintendo online membership thing where you can play against other people online but you with that you get the NES and Super Nintendo virtual console and there's a ton of games you could play so like you could play Zelda 1, Zelda 2 and this Zelda on those and like I said, it's only like twenty or twenty-five bucks for the entire year, so it's like way cheaper uh, than bad. you know PlayStation Online or whatever PlayStation Plus, whatever the Xbox One is. But yeah, so this is one like I would say if you're obviously you're starting to consider wanting to play a lot of the games that you would need a switch to play at this point. Whenever you pull the trigger on it, like just know you're going to have a good body of NES and Super NES games to play too. Cool. All right, so next up is Halo Two.
0: And I don't have much to say about this particular Halo. I'm imagining that the Halo that I will have a lot to say will be further down the list, which is Halo 1.
1: Halo 1 might not be on the list. Cause as I mentioned at the beginning, this list is uh, is composite rankings. But if there were multiple entries, they did the best version. But Halo 1 still could be on here. I guess it kind of depends because like, they have one Madden on here. I don't think they're going to have any more Madden games on here. This might yeah. be the only Halo. I didn't look through the whole list, but Halo is, so I was telling you, I was going to talk about it when we got to the game. Uh, the Halo was my perfect playing with other people in a first person shooter experience. Uh, Halo one and Halo two, when these games were out, you, it wasn't online. You had to have multiple Xboxes, plug them into each other with different TVs. And it was an awesome experience playing. Uh, my cousin and his friends were the ones that kind of got it rolling One of my cousin's friends named Bob had an Xbox and had Halo, and over time, my cousin eventually got an Xbox, uh, and then they had other friends and whatever, and we had one like uh, LAN party, I guess you'd call it, where we had four Xboxes, four TVs, and we were playing with 16 people, which was the most people you could play with, four people per system.
0: Uh, That sounds great.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. It was so much fun. Just, um, you know, we had the TV spread all throughout my cousin's house that he rented uh, at the time. And it was just a ton of fun. But we would have, like, those playing experiences. We'd have, um, you know, just four of us playing on a regular basis because there were probably six of us that were regularly hanging out together. So we'd play, you know, two-on-two and stuff like that. And occasionally we'd be able to get two together and play all of us together. One of my favorite things to do was to play um, shotguns. You'd have shotguns as the only weapon, and you would drop everybody's uh, like life and shield to minimum. So it would be just uh, literally one, one shot, shot kills. kills. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun because it was just so fast paced. Um, and you didn't have to have good aim because you had a shotgun, and if you even winged somebody, they were done. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but then well, weapons were plentiful and everything. Yeah.
0: Well, spoiler alert, Halo is further down the list, so Cool, okay, good. I'll yeah. I'll tell my Halo
1: stories when we get to it. Alright. All right. Number thirty eight is Gran Turismo three, a spec. Never played it. I played the first Gran Turismo on the PlayStation. It's um a racing like it's a more sim racing game and Yeah, I think I've played a
0: Gran Turismo before and I just I'm not a big fan of racing games is yeah. what i find
1: yeah i I enjoyed it when I played it. I never tried playing another one, and I don't really have a ton of interest in playing a racing game anymore like I think same thing as with other sports games or first person shooters like a lot of the uh appeal would be playing against people, and uh I would assume that people who are into games like this are like probably into like real racing too. Uh, because of the the level of detail and everything so i I don't think really too much for me like i enjoyed playing these games before when it was just like a personal challenge playing against the computer but now if i was going to play a racing game it'd be like mario kart it's just more about the fun the racing game that
0: i like to play was burnout where it had this crash mode Uh where basically your goal was to get in a car accident and cause as much property damage as possible.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I had a friend that had that for the GameCube.
0: That was so yeah. much fun. That was good because it was kind of like a puzzle also. Yeah. So it was this fun puzzle where you just drive real fast, get in a crash, and then you just get to sit here and watch for a minute as all this mayhem unfolds and you try to do things like start the crash on a bridge overpass but then so you roll off onto the freeway below and so then you cause this giant pile up pile up on the freeway and if you really nail it you'll get the accident to bounce from one side of the freeway to the other side of the freeway so you get the streets up above and the freeways down below all crashing and that was just it's such fun
1: yeah that's that really impressed me with that game I, I never got to play it very much but that was a lot of fun um yeah, so we'll move on all for right. the sake of time.
0: Yeah, all right. So 37 is Red Dead Redemption. Man, yeah, this is a great game. I imagine most people have played Red Dead. It's probably one of the more popular games of all time, I would say. Like That's, that's the impression I have of it. And, yeah, it's just a really fun game. It's a great setting. Like, it really captures the probably more of the mystique of the old west more so than the actual realism of the old west but it captures it in this really fun way and it's just fun to ride around and it's ah man i just i i don't really know what else to say other than i had a really fun time playing this game and it's a, a really good story uh how things develop and progress is great
1: this fits in that era for me of that uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm adulting for real and can do what I want face of my life. Uh-huh. The fantastic game. This game also, fun, funny enough, reminds me a lot of when I first started playing fantasy football. Because it was like, I had, this game, I, I was playing it heavily, like, I'd been playing fantasy football for maybe a year or two at that point. So, like, I was starting to get to understand it. I was playing it more. But the reason they go hand in hand for me is like, I remember playing this game while doing fantasy football drafts and Mm. like, I, I still enjoy fantasy football, but that like when I was first playing fantasy football, I loved it. It just like, it was so new and different. It was like one of those things where you discover something that's totally new that you just love. And then this game was awesome, but it's just funny to me how those memories tie into my head. Red Dead Redemption 2 won't be on this list because it's too, it's newer than this list, I believe. But both of the games are fantastic, and like I remember when Red Dead Redemption, when I heard about it coming out, because it, there was Red Dead Revolver was the first game, but then uh, it was bought by another studio, by Rocksteady, right? And yeah, Rockstar. This is the
0: it's basically the people that do Grand Theft Auto, exactly. So it's this is basically Grand Theft Auto in the Old West.
1: Yeah, and I was like, man, Red Dead Red uh, Red Dead Revolver was awesome. Like, I don't want some you know grand theft auto verse and i want that this is stupid and then this came i was like this is so good this is so (laughs) much better (laughs) yeah uh but yeah so love 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 red dead redemption one and two i haven't played the second one
0: yet and a lot of that is just the the time commitment i imagine it's going to be a fairly hefty time commitment and i feel like i just haven't had the time for a time commitment like that.
1: Yeah. I will say the plus for it, especially with talking with, you and knowing what games you like it's uh, yes. It takes a lot of time, but it's one of those games where you enjoy just the playing of it. So you can just mm, play for a while yeah. and enjoy it. And you don't always have to be progressing the story. So it has a balance where like, if you're not pushing to finish it, it's obviously going to take you a long time, but it's not like your purpose is to rush through games. So like when you do get to it, you'll still enjoy it. Like, you don't have to... Cool. It's not one of those games where you have to put a lot of time into progressing to enjoy it.
0: All right, so 36. 36 is away.
1: The Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition, uh, which is funny because this crosses over with where already talked about Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time a bit. The other two games that this has is The uh, Legend of Zelda 1 and 2. Uh, so maybe we could just touch on those a little bit. Have you played both of those? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so this is... This is talking about the that disc that I have yeah. that I was talking about that I have. And yeah, Zelda is like the most classic game ever, I yeah. think, right? It's just, it, it was one of those games that blew away every other Nintendo game that existed.
1: I never owned it for the Nintendo. My uncle owned it and I borrowed it from him all the time and loved it. Um, and it's still like, I, it's a Nintendo game that I can go back and replay, And, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't have that like this is a clunky Nintendo game feel like it just is good. The only thing about it is the music. It just repeats over and over. And
0: I didn't mind when I was eight. But now that I'm 42, it's a little like, come on. It's just like over and over and over. It starts to wear on me a, a little bit.
1: It's the most iconic music. You know what's fun, though, with this game? Sure, it is iconic. Uh, Find a walkthrough for it and play it while going through the walkthrough so you don't have to actually do the brain work. You can fly through this game.
0: (laughs) Oh, I bet. Yeah. I remember everything being so challenging when I was a kid, but I imagine it's actually not that hard to do.
1: I remember not knowing what a peninsula was. One of the clues was uh, something about the eastmost peninsula. I was like, I don't know what the heck that means. So, like, the clue wasn't Uh (laughs) help, and I had to figure it out. But yeah, Zelda One, love Zelda One, like that's that goes back to like pretty much the beginning of my video game playing experience. Oh Um, yeah, Zelda Two is a hot pile of garbage.
0: Oh, you take that back. (laughs) (laughs) I really like Zelda Two because Uh, that's like you. I never had Zelda One, but I did have Zelda Two.
1: I I gotta try to give it a proper. That's like I want to give it a proper playthrough, but at the same time, it's. It's not rewarding to play a game without reminiscent value. That's that's a, an old game because it just feels so clunky.
0: Yeah, I can see that. It's not the. I can acknowledge that it's not the best Zelda game, and my enjoyment of it came from the fact that it's the one that I had, and it's the one that I played the most. So I had all that fun of discovering stuff and figuring out the secrets and figuring out where stuff was and how it worked myself. Mm -hmm. and that was really
1: enjoyable yeah that definitely creates a big part of it
0: okay ready to let's jump on to number 35 which is little big planet which i've never even heard of so yeah
1: this game was uh there's been multiple versions of it now and it was really tied in with playstation 4 like from i believe from the launch or at least from early on my impression of this game like i've played it a tiny bit. It did a really good job of showing off the visuals of the PlayStation 4. It's a, it's fun and creative, but I've never really played it that much. Like, it didn't have the, the draw for me. And, um, like, it's a game that I've shown to my son in the past. And when I showed him, which was some time ago, like, it didn't draw him in.
0: Mm, okay.
1: So I don't have a lot to say about it. Definitely a, a visually appealing game, though. Okay, then let's move on to the next one. All right, next one is uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City.
0: I don't I think I played this one. I think I played this one quite a bit. I think it was 3 and Vice City are the Grand Theft Auto games that I played the most and probably came at a time when I was inclined to enjoy the Grand Theft Auto franchise much more so than I am now.
1: Yeah. I I think this is the one I played the most. And I really can't remember for sure because the, the the one that I played the most, I played at my cousin's house uh, when I was just, I went and like crashed with him for a night to hang out um, and I played a whole bunch of one Grand Theft Auto. So like literally my biggest Grand Theft Auto experience was contained within like a night and the next day. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, I, I never got super into Grand Theft Auto. There's definitely some cool, you know, there's another one that I had to have played more. But yeah, just like Grand Theft Auto's never made a huge impression on me. Um, like, it was always intriguing, especially like when the first one came out. I was like, there's bad words on my PlayStation, you know?
0: Yeah, uh-huh.
1: But yeah, like, the the gratuitousness of the game also, like, never appealed to me the same way. Like, as far like, it, it said a lot of, like... What an open world game could be, so I think that there's other open world games that like grew off of Grand Theft Auto that the theme of the games appealed to me more, so the
0: next game on the list is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas
1: that you know that's the one that I play the most, actually. and I, I think yeah. that
0: that is the most recent,
1: right? That's Grand Theft Auto Five. Is that right? No, I think Grand Theft Auto five is just Grand Theft Auto five, Grand Theft Auto, oh, San okay. Andreas. I think I actually had San Andreas for the PlayStation three. And so, yeah, I, I don't know why it completely spaced based on this, but um, that was definitely the one that I, I oh PlayStation 2. There you go. Uh, it was on both. Um, I probably played it on PlayStation 2, which is why it's like I, I now that I think about it, actually, I played it quite a bit. I didn't play through the whole game, but it like I said, that was the PlayStation 2 era for me was when I was very minimally attached to video games and was getting more focused on, you know, doing things socially with people.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've never played San Andreas at all, and this is probably going to get to the era of, I, I, like, now I have very little interest in a Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, sorry, swallowing. Um, me too. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I find the, like, all the swearing and all that stuff, now I see it and I'm like, ugh, I don't want this. Like, oh, this is terrible. This sucks and is so unappealing to me. It just seems like wallowing in the worst of humanity and with very little. It's like let's just wallow in the depths of how bad people can be and how amoral and immoral people can be. And that's just I just don't like it.
1: Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. That's why I've always had a hard time getting into Grand Theft Auto, and like all the things that you all you know always hear about, what makes it so interesting? It's the the gratuitousness, you know, like you go and visit a prostitute and then kill her and take your money back, you know, yeah, stuff like it's like okay, like I get why it's funny that you can do that in a game when it's something you couldn't do before, but beyond that initial shock of whoa look at that yeah it's, it's the same ugly. reason why i don't like comics like the boys or you know it's like i i don't yeah, like gratuitous uh-huh. and shock value and stuff like that and i i like i've never i've always been kind of conscious of trying not to get caught up in that at any point like oh no way let me see this like more often i'm like nah, i don't need to you know dwell on that um but yeah. anyway so we just killed uh, two birds with uh, one drive by let's move on okay Thirty-two is Baldur's Gate Two: Shadows of Amn. Yeah, Am. Shadows of Am. All
0: right. So I've played this and love it. I love this game. I love the Baldur's Gate games. This is one that I'm. I don't think you've ever played, but
1: no, we've talked about this before. And like, I'll see them sometimes on video game sales, and like hearing your enthusiasm for them. Like, I think this might be the type of game that would be good for me right now, where it's like I. I don't have the, you know, when I'm in school, I don't have the the mental capacity for some of these big in-depth games, but this, like, seems like the kind of game that uh, I, I could jump into. This is a pretty big in-depth game, though, to, yeah, but the, just for a warning. The, the approach of this game is different than... Yeah, um,
0: exactly. This is, like, get a quest, go do it get another quest, go do it. Get another quest, go do it. And it's a top-down isometric game from uh, probably around that time, late 90s, early 2000s, when this was the style of a lot of computer games. Yeah. And it just really it mixes a good, interesting story with a ton of side quests and just so much extra stuff that you can do that's all really pretty interesting stuff and and really neat and yeah uh i am a big fan of the Baldur's gate games so i'm really looking forward to Baldur's gate 3 which is apparently in development
1: nice um yeah maybe i'll even uh if i don't get around to this one i start hearing about that one i might just hold off for for that instead of going back to an older game but i I do see this one pop up on sales sometimes yeah yeah
0: these will show their age and seem like older games so you have to be prepared for, for that.
1: Yeah. It, depending on the gameplay, like sometimes age doesn't matter with games. It, it depends on different factors. But um, yeah. I, I have a feeling that this game probably would survive its age better than a lot of games would. Moving on to number 31. All right. 31 is Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. All right. Let me gush some more. Oh, I love Metal Gear Solid.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, I think you, you kind of already, instead of Metal Gear, the one before, you just talked about this one. So, <laughs> rewind to 35 minutes
1: ago, and that's what Paul thinks. Yeah, well, I talked a little bit less about this one, but Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 uh, both came out on the PlayStation 1, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, play, actually, this one was PlayStation 2, so I take that back. And they those two were the ones that I played a lot. The first one, I think, stands out to me even more than this one does. Like, the characters were amazing. Um, hopefully one is on this list, and then I'll I'll go a little bit more in depth on it. But yeah, definitely we can move on from this. Very good though. I love Metal Gear Solid. Uh to move on to number thirty, which is Gran Turismo, which I already hey. talked about. So this was the yeah. the first Gran Turismo game, the one that I played, it was on PlayStation. It was fun, good racing game. Uh I think like a lot I I haven't really tried to play any of the newer ones, but a lot of sports games, like as games have continued to develop they've gotten too too sim for me. Uh I don't want a game that's so hard to play that it's not fun to play. And I just like I I haven't tried playing a Grand Turismo in years. And I'm afraid that um that if I did, I would discover that element. It's the same reason I don't play fighting games anymore. They're not fun to me anymore. Um yeah. they're too hard to play and there's the reward value has changed. Like it's not you play through the game, you unlock a new character. Now it's like you pay money to unlock the characters and the whole purpose of the game is to play against other people. And that's just not my thing. So anyways, yeah. we'll move on to entries.
0: Let's move on to 29, the legend of Zelda, the wind waker, very fun game. We touched on this one and yeah, this is a really fun game. This is one where I'd kind of fallen out of video games for a while in that super Nintendo, uh, what what is it, Nintendo 64, first PlayStation era. Yeah. And I was over at a friend of mine's house, and he was playing The Wind Waker because he had a GameCube. And I saw it, and I thought, whoa, that looks cool. And eventually, that's why I went and bought myself a GameCube and uh, got this game basically i have three games for the gamecube i have wind waker i have the legend of zelda collector's disc and i think i have a metroid game and and that's it i bought the gamecube just to play zelda Mm uh and it was this was like when the wii was out so you could get gamecubes for dirt cheap so it wasn't really out a ton
1: of money so weird seeing how expensive they're getting now (laughs) Are they? Really? <laughs> yeah, because now they're like a retro game system, and, and there's not, like, you can't play GameCube games on the Switch. So, mm-hmm. like, that, they dropped oh. to being dirt cheap because you could play them on the Wii, so the value of the system itself was was replaceable. But then once Wiis went out of phase, the value started rising. Because if you're going to play a retro game, you want to play it on its system. not on. You're not going to buy a Wii to play GameCube games, you know?
0: Yeah, I gotcha. I really like the look of this game. The cell shading makes it look like a cartoon kind of, and man, just such a fun game. I really enjoyed this one. I really liked the end of it, how it kind of, it got really weird at the end and it kind of went into like the history of this mythology of why the world is covered with water and, I just remember loving this game and having a ton of fun with it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the end of it, but I played through this whole game. Um, this was, like, pretty much everything GameCube I played when we had the Wii and I was able to um, pick up GameCube games, you know, and they weren't crazy expensive because the GameCube was still around also. I, at first I was iffy, like, I don't know about the Like, this is a very cartoony-looking game. Like, Zelda should look a little more serious than this. But this is a good example that, uh, you know, Nintendo does a good job because they focus on the, the gameplay and the story. They're not just trying to, you know, they're not trying to win the the video game war with graphics. They're trying yeah. to win it with gameplay. And sometimes they go astray with that because they focus too much on on coming up with quirky styles of gameplay that take advantage of different features and stuff like that, but... Um, you know, this is why Zelda is always going to be a top thing is with Zelda. They're not trying to like with the Wii, uh, the Zelda Skyward Sword, which, as I had said, I hadn't I didn't play a lot on the Wii. You could use the Wii motion controls, but it wasn't integral to the game.
0: Hmm. So, okay.
1: anyways, Uh move on to number 28 Half-Life. I, I barely played Half-Life, but we touched on it a little bit when we talked about Portal because it was lumped in to, with Portal and Portal 2 in the orange box. Did you ever play Half-Life?
0: I never did. This is another one I just missed. And basically because, well, I, I'd never really played a lot of PC games, mm-hmm. and... Then by the time the orange box came out and I could play this on Xbox, I was just kind of had other things on my plate to play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I had the orange box for the PlayStation, like I played portal and portal Two, And I, I know I dabbled in this a little bit, but I just never really got into it. Um, I, yeah. I have heard good things about it. I believe it's like first person. I don't know if it's a shooter is the right word. As the guy's just holding a crowbar, but, um, yeah, that yeah. first person action game type of game. Um, but yeah, so not much more to say, I guess. I'm much more interested in talking about the
0: next game. We'll prop it up then. 27 is the Elder Scrolls Five: Skyrim. I've played this game twice through.
1: I played it a little bit when I had PlayStation 3, and then uh, I bought what I thought was this game on PlayStation 4, but I realized that I confused it with a different game, so I didn't buy it, and the other ah. game I bought was not as good. as like, I started playing, I was like, oh, I can't wait, because early on, when you get to the first scene with a dragon huh. And I got this other game, and I was playing. I was like, "Where's the scene? Where's the scene? Where's the scene?"
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get like the older Skulls The the older scrolls, Sky Town, or something? something weird knock? No,
1: it was um, Dragon Quest. Okay. Yeah, but this game is
0: man, it's just so good, right? It's this big open world. Uh, it's, its fantasy, it's this kind of Norse, nor Viking, cold, frozen north setting, which I like a lot, and it just looks beautiful. The my most recent playthrough is I got the deluxe remastered version for the Xbox Series X, the mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the or no Xbox One. I'm sorry, Xbox One. I get them all mixed up now, and it just it looked so nice and so good and it was just uh a ton of fun to play and it was it was a great game to come back to after like 10 years or so after playing it the first time because it was still somewhat familiar but also fairly new at the same time and it was such a good time i really like this game
1: yeah you know i'm tempted to uh keep my eyes out to pick it back up i i didn't get to play it a lot when i had it but that like i said that first dragon scene like it was intense like so cool yeah Yeah. when you come across a dragon it should feel intense it shouldn't be you know an easy thing to to get through but just like the 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 beauty of the game was really shown off by it and the intensity of that um yeah like i said i accidentally bought um I, i think it was dragon quest uh which is, I don't know, I played it a little bit, but um, it, you know, is a fine game, I guess, in its own right. So funny, funny side story with, with Skyrim. Uh, the cat that we adopted was originally named Skyrim. And uh, hmm. we changed All right. her name to not a video game name. Oh. <laughs> uh, my, my wife named her Cleo. Okay.
0: Well, that's nice, too.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Let's go to 26. All right,
1: so I guess this is the last one for this episode, and then we'll do the the bottom 25 uh, next time. Yeah. Number 26 is The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess.
0: I never played this one. This is the first one that came out after Wind Waker, and I just never played it. Apparently, it is available for GameCube.
1: Yeah, it uh, so this one straddled the GameCube and the Wii, so they had a version yeah. for each of them. <laughs> and I think that I'm trying to remember now. I I think I played this one through, but the the games that straddled systems like that, I was always a little bit torn on. Especially so like when when I had a Wii, there was just so much for me to play at that time because of other Wii games, but then also being able to go back and play GameCube games. So, a game like this that straddled the two systems, it's like, did I want to pay full price for the like the newer version of the game? Did I want to get the you know the GameCube version and pay less for it? And I think Skyward Sword was a similar thing where, and I, I think Skyward Sword was coming out when I was getting to the end of my my Wii playing days. I think I had gotten a PlayStation Three by that point because sports games suck on nintendo systems basically (laughs) so like Mm -hmm. to to play madden like i wanted a playstation i didn't want to play madden on the the wii because it was not as good so twilight princess kind of suffered for that straddling the the um the generations and i think skyward sword for me also like it was coming kind of too late in it and they were straddling the generations i don't know if nintendo just needs to do a better job of like timing when they do these things it seems like they should be a little more prepared to just, like, be developing it solely for the newer generation. I don't know. Maybe they're doing it so that way um, they know that they have more of a generational overlap with systems. But then I think the Wii U kind of broke that for them because the Wii U sold, like, garbage anyways, apparently. So, like, they're just literally... Oh, re- they They're, like, remaking all the Wii U games for the Switch so they can actually sell the damn games. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Interesting. Okay. Um, especially with my, my son really likes Mario games. There's all these games and... Be like, oh yeah, this is a, the new Mario game. No, it was out on the Wii U, and then they made it for the Switch because you know Wii U sucked. Apparently, um, I kind of totally missed out on that one. But but yeah, so uh, this is one, and I just need to replay all the Zelda games because I really don't remember a lot of a lot of them.
0: Yeah, this is one I'd like to play. I, absolutely, I, I want to play it. And every Zelda game is fun. Yeah. It is, the my experience so of course i would want to play this and it's again i'm guessing that if i do and get finishing ocarina of time and majora's mask then i'll hop to this one
1: yeah and since you have a GameCube, um, i can get the GameCube version. yeah it kind of just play that yeah it gives you um you know uh, uh the ability to kind of get a lot of the games in the middle yeah uh so it looks like i was just i was curious i was looking up how much it would cost to get this game um, the first results I find is like 100 bucks for the GameCube version of it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I think one thing I've seen kind of with the, the history of Nintendo, going back to the disc that you have for the GameCube that has the first two games and the two Nintendo 64 games, it's like eventually they're going to re-release it for modern systems. And they're not going to, like, it's not like they're going to release every Zelda game again for the Switch they release some on the Switch, and then when the next generation comes out, they'll release some of the ones in the gaps that weren't ever available on the Switch. But it's like, they keep on making them available again. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, eventually, it'll be there.
1: Okay, hey, we made it! 50 through 26. Next time we'll talk about 25 through 1.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see what those top 10 are.
1: Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, yeah.
0: What I liked about this list is you know, when we were looking at the Vertigo list, I felt like 25% of the list, we were both like, uh, never read it, never heard of it. Maybe we'd read it, but who knows. But with this, we had pretty much played, between the two of us, everything on this list. Except, like, I think two games, that Blob game and maybe one other game. So there's a lot more that we have experience with on this list, and that's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about the the... Top 25, and um, yeah, doing these list episodes is fun, especially since uh, both of us have been quite busy with life lately, uh, between school and work and other things, um, so yeah, so I think I, I'm looking forward to doing another list episode to finish this one up, and then yeah, uh, we might just be doing an Image Comics list after that, who knows?
0: Yeah, one thing I was thinking we could do, like, best Marvel runs list, I think that that
1: would be a fun one. Yeah, I was thinking of that too, when I was trying to think of what to do this morning, because like a list would be nice so we, uh, we have something more substantial to talk about than just winging it but um, yeah yeah, mm. we're going to be like a cool a podcast of lists for a while probably <laughs> hey that's fine <laughs> let's do it we'll go through our list phase alright well thank you everybody for listening to us now stop